Hello and welcome back to Lilith's Petcast. I'm your host James and today we are going over the songs of season 3 in the third bonus episode for season 3. Which I guess was a little self-obvious. And just as always, I will be putting little snippets of the songs that I am to describe so that you can kind of understand more where I'm coming from and get a sense of what's going on. Also, before we begin, uh, I will say, like, since I am went with the Netflix order, I'm also going to do the Netflix order for this. So, if you find it on YouTube somehow, like these songs on YouTube, they will appear in a different order than uh, how I'm presenting these songs. And one more quick thing. <laughs> uh, the, okay, I can't, I can't dance around this. Like, I've already mentioned the YouTube channel that I get these from, I'm not going to mention it again, because they changed their name the last time I mentioned it by name, and even though it's unlikely that that was my fault, like, part of me still blames myself for that, but, uh, they're, they, that channel has songs on it that I'm not going to represent just because like I don't consider them like song songs they're more like joke songs or songs to facilitate a joke or an idea rather than like a song that's a song in and of itself I have like Maybe one or two of those, but the channel I get them from has more. So, with that said, we are going to look at the songs now. And we are starting off with Secret Cupid from uh, Secret Cupid. Okay. Secret Cupid is my name, some think I'm cuckoo My secret's not too secret though, cause love's what I do do So this is one of those songs that feels more like it could facilitate an idea rather than it being a song in it of itself but I still think that there is enough there for it to work for the purposes of this bonus episode. So, like, I mean, I I just put it in there because I like it. I think it's a fun song. It it's a good gag throughout the episode. Uh, I just I just really like this song. I. I guess I really don't have a lot to say outside of that. It's like, it's just ukulele music. It's basically like at least one third of the songs in Steven Universe, <laughs> but in this show. And like Steven Universe was going on when this episode was airing. It hadn't reached like its like height of popularity, I don't think. But. Um, you know, it was still there. Uh, hold on, I'm actually gonna look up, like, what, what had, like, it was still on season one. Like, it was, okay, so, like, that episode aired, uh, like, June 2014, June 21st, 2014, and, uh, the last, uh, episode of Steven Universe to air before that was Rose's Room. So it's pretty, pretty far 
deep into season one. Like, it it's still, like, in there. So, I, I have said more than I thought I could say about this after I started. <laughs> but, again, I just, I just really like this song. It's fun, it's carefree, and, like, I like the lyrics... Because uh, it, it doesn't, like, genderify the love interest. Because, like, it, it says, like, you can love most anyone, which is true. And then go ahead and try it on the next pet that you see. Pet is a gender-neutral term. I went over this in the actual episode, but I just like it. Okay. Um, I guess... I guess that's it. So, then, um... The next song on our list... If I can bring this... up, here we go. Is, yeah, it's, uh... Hanging by a thread from Sleeper. We got to make it and we don't have time to fuss. Don't get too close to the fire. Living on the razor's edge. Taking on life by the seat in our pants. While we're hanging by a thread. Any minute we could lose and the jig is almost done. Could you give us a break here, yeah, please? Yeah, Mr. Von Fuzzlebutt. Searching for the answers to all life's mysteries. I thought we were just trying not to get caught with Mr. Von Fuzzy P. Man, this is just a fun song. Like, I, I said that this song is an 80s movie montage song. And it delivers on that front. It's just excellent. It... <laughs> It just, it goes to, like, the extent it goes, to, it goes hard, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's just, I, uh, man, man, I have not done one of these in a while, so I might be a bit rusty, <laughs> at least when I'm going into it. But, like, like, everything about this just, like, screams, like, 80s rock montage and I am here for it and like the montage that happens in it about them just trying to uh, not get exposed for carrying around a sleeping raccoon is just funny <laughs> it's just it's just funny they do all sorts of stuff like they even like uh, like, play instruments for him. Like, there's a section where, like, he's playing drums, but it's Sunil and Vinny. And, like, then he's playing guitar. And even at the beginning, there's this, like, scream stuff. And they, like, they move Mr. Ron Puzzlebutt's mouth to match the scream. It's great. And, like, th their costumes during, like, the instrumentation phase are great as well. They're like 80s rock as heck. Like, uh, how do I even put this? Well, 80s rock, I guess. Like, uh, I guess van, like, like limousine-esque. Any band that limousine takes inspiration from that's basically what they kind of look like. But with, like, shorter hair. But it's still 80s. Like, Vinny has, a like, a headband that makes his, like, weird scale mullet thing, like, more of a mullet. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's great. It's just, like... It, it just goes in on the idea of 
80s movie montage and you know like danger zone or something but about this situation and it's excellent <laughs> alright I guess that's about it for that song so yeah the next uh, episode, the n- next song is uh, Chase Away the Winter Blues uh, from Snowstormin So, uh, I think this song is generally very poppy. It's great. It's great. And, like, good good pop, I guess. It's, it's weird. Okay, let's start over. Uh, it, it's, like, it, it feels like a certain type of pop. Okay, I guess I can't really describe the type of pop without going into what song it reminds me of specifically like rhythmically it it reminds me of uh Mika's lollipop it's kind of like that it's like you know chase away the winter blues da, 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 da. it kind of feels like sucking too hard on your lollipop oh love's gonna get you down kind of feels like that it kind of feels like that. And that kind of pop is like generally what it feels like. But it feels very specifically like Lollipop by Minka. But Mika. Oh, Jesus. That is, that is a hard that is a hard thing that I did not realize I had to keep apart until now. Oh, jeez. Uh, but like unlike lollipop this um song is completely upbeat or like mika's lollipop like it, it like the lesson is kind of like hey be careful about love and romance whereas like this one is just yo let's cheer up it might suck outside, but that doesn't mean we can't have fun, right? And, like, the imagery, it's this weird pastel artsy yellow that, like, I mean, uh, how do I just... That's, like, the color of the thing. There are more colors? Like, there are definitely more colors, like... But it has this yellow pastel filter. And I don't know. It's just it feels like that specific kind of pop. Like uh, Passion Pit is another uh, artist I would describe under this style of pop. So generally... I don't know how to describe it other than like Mika or like Passion Pit. It or Zed maybe. It's weird. I don't know. Weird techno-ish, but not really. I don't know. It's. Uh, I I don't know how else to describe it other than. Like, naming specific artists that it reminds me of. And specifically the one song it reminds me of. So, 
Uh, let's see what else. Like, I generally like all the activities they like list throughout the song. Uh, I wouldn't do all of them. Like, I'm not a horror person, so I wouldn't be too into the story about zombies who crochet. But I like that, like, Sunil is into it. And I like his delivery on it. Like, the way all of the animals and Blythe are harmonizing on it is really great. It's so good. And, like, their delivery just makes it really good. <sighs> I don't... I don't know what else to say. It's... It's just a fun, upbeat... Ming... Mika... Uh, uh, that... <laughs> that... I can't... Mika and other artists like him like song... It's just, it's just fun, I guess. A lot of these songs are fun, which, uh, now that I'm saying that, I, I am getting flashbacks to me doing basically this, like saying everything is just fun. And I guess when your goal is to make a show that is fun, you gotta have fun songs. So, uh, that should be it for that song. Oh, yeah, 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 Okay, I don't even know what I was... I don't even know what I was doing. Uh, so the next song is A Perfect Day from Tongue Tied. No, I won't worry, for today is a carefree, lays about day for me. Just sit back and relax with a book. Eating ice cream so I don't have to cook. I could stare up at the clouds as the birds sing their happy song. Oh, hello. I could take little naps throughout the day. So, the... the funnest thing about this song is that it's essentially a Disney princess song about being lazy but she deserves it cause like Blythe has been working hard and this is her day off and she decides to just like you know kick back relax and just like you know have time for herself cause like between running the shop, going to school, running her own fashion thing, she deserves a break sometimes. <laughs> and it's awesome. And, like, some of the lyrics as well, like, indicate that she, like, cooks and cleans and, like, takes care of the apartment because Roger's not there a lot of the time. And, like... This is just a day for her to just not do any of that either. So, Blythe does a lot. And she deserves a break. Like, <laughs> I, love, I love this song to pieces. Because, like, I don't know, it's an example of a classy parody... You could say, because, like, like, if someone were to, like, parody a Disney princess song, like, let's take Shrek, for example. Like, when when they have, like, Fiona singing to the birds, like, it, it then goes in when, like, Fiona makes the bird explode. And the joke there is that that wouldn't happen in Disney. And the joke here is, like, this also wouldn't happen in Disney, because, like, most princess songs, as explained in uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, are about, like, wanting something and, like, working to get it. And this song is about wanting something, but it's about wanting to do nothing. <laughs> and it's amazing. 
And, like, they would not do this either because it is the opposite of what, like, princess songs are usually about. Like, they're about wanting something. Like, they're about wanting something and being willing to go and get it or maybe just waiting around. I have not really heard, like, much of the princess songs, like, pre-Disney renaissance in, like, a while. So I could be mistaken on that. But, like, I don't know, something like Reflection or... uh, I I don't really know many Disney princess songs off the top of my head. Or, I mean, I guess, like, some of the stuff from Tangled... And Let It Go. Why did I not think of Let It Go? Well, I know why I didn't think of Let It Go. I'm not the biggest Frozen mark. But my point is generally that, like, this is a parody of that. That, like, something Disney would never do. But it's also not being like, yeah, we're edgy and stuff. It's just, no, this is just a song about something girls really want, which is just a moment to themselves. But uh, I love that, like, even though it makes sense in the confines of the show, like, the, the parody even extends to animals doing stuff for her. And, like, that would make sense in the confines of the show. But it's it's a funny juxtaposition. Like, they even have birds fly in and they, like, fly Blythe's dress to her. And, like, animals feed her, hold up books. It's just... It's great. It's very Disney princess. And I did get into, like talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 because of this song but that's just because I am a Kingdom Hearts mark (laughs) like that one's on me but like this whole thing is just magical beginning to end and it's amazing Uh, but there is something else I want to bring up quick so they have a calendar there is a calendar like I think I was maybe too distracted by the Disney princess and Kingdom Hearts 3 stuff that I may have missed it or I wasn't really too worried about a timeline yet because I thought things were like like, maybe slower but still like made sense at the time because like the time thing like just between uh, a feud for thought and uh, if the shoe fits didn't make sense. That's where it like really just kind of like uh, like the divide was created. So because I'm crazy, <laughs> uh, I I went back. I have the calendar in front of me. It is Friday, March twenty fifth. Which the this episode aired uh, uh, July fifth, twenty fourteen. But the nearest year where March twenty fifth would fall on a Friday is twenty sixteen, and the year like that predates it would be twenty eleven, which predates the entire show. So is it? 2011 or 2016 or I might just be looking too deep into this but you know I spent a lot of the episode for this talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 so maybe I'm already too deep (laughs) but oh this is just this is just fun and delightful and, like, I, I included it in the thing because I felt I had to. But, like, when Blythe just falls asleep again in the middle of the song, 
That is just comedy gold to me. Comedy gold. And that happens again later. I wasn't sure which one to use while encapsulating the basic idea of the song. Uh, uh, so uh, that does it for this song. Uh, the next song is going to be uh, My Biggest Secret from uh, um, The Secret Recipe. This song is just lovely. It's so sincere. It's just, uh, it touches my heart every time I hear it. It's well composed. It's well performed. Blythe pulls out an acoustic guitar, which she knows how to play because she had one in the first episode and she played it. And she does a really good job. And it's so heartfelt and sincere. And very touching. Very touching. I don't really have too much to say on this. It's just, it gets me every time. It sounds country-ish, but not bad. I like, like the visuals are like, so great there's like there's a spotlight on Blythe throughout it there's like a film grain that goes over like past experiences that like highlight Blythe and Young Me's friendship and like Blythe's ability to talk to pets and then there's this moment where like like Blythe pulls in film Young Me and like as an emotional like welcome to my world it's so sweet. I love this. It's so sweet. And yeah, okay. I'm going to get to the thing I talked about in the episode now. Is that without context, without context, it does sound like a coming out sound. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like... I'll be there for you no matter what. Like, and I know you feel the same, that who I am won't have to change, that I can be whoever I have to be. It's very, very, like, coming out. <laughs> it's like, like, she's, like, in the episode, she's worried about what young me will think of her. If she tells, uh, like, if she tells her that she can talk to animals, <laughs> but you can, like, switch around, like, talks to animals with is gay, <laughs> and the song still makes sense without context. <laughs> like, the visuals are, like, more about the pets. And, like, I talk to pets, and, like, even, like, during the second chorus, it's, like, about young me getting to know, like, the pets better. And it's, uh, it's just, I can't. It's, it's just too lovely. Perfect song. Ten out of ten song. All right, moving on. We're, oh, God. <laughs> Mood whiplash time. <laughs> Mood whiplash, because we're, we're about to go from this sweet, wholesome, maybe coming out song 
Like, it's just a big old metaphor, I'd say. Like, you... Like, that the kind of song to treasure out of trash from fish out of water. That's a... That is a mood whiplash. Cause we make treasure out of trash. Garbage turned to gold in just a flash. Go ahead and dump your old bread. We can use it as a new bed. Send us up your breaking and the leaves that you are raking. We'll take it cause we're down here making lots of treasure out of trash. A double sticky goo from this old ice cream cone Behind the ear she makes a very wonderful cologne The peel of a banana makes a delightful bandana These french fries if you please A perfect for a set of water skis This is just a weird song Like, it is Probably one of the weirdest versions of the Arcast ever. <laughs> like I know, I know it. It doesn't sound quite like the Arcast. Maybe a little, but the overpowering French accent <laughs> is just like I can't not make the connection. Because of how overpowering that French accent is. And, like, the song is about welcoming you to our environment. And, hey, it's not so bad. It's kind of like Be Our Guest, but not really. It's just the French accent. And the thing is, in the episode, like, he just starts singing it at the... Like, he just appears and then starts singing. This is just a weird song. It's delightful, but very, very weird. And I really, that's all I can say. Like, the visuals are about what you'd expect. They're just like, you know, with like usual dance and theater stuff, but with garbage. And it's just weird. I can't I can't go into more of this. It's uh weird, slightly disgusting, but still kind of fun. So, uh the next song we're going on to is uh a different kind of girl from Room Enough. More mood whiplash everyone. So let's start by saying I like this song. Out of all of the chorus songs, it is my least favorite. But that's just because like the other two are more down to earth and serious, and this feels more fun, although like it has a positive message slightly undercut by the message the episode is going for like that's my biggest problem with this song like it is a positive message if you want to change you should change like you don't need to be stuck in like this like cycle if you want to change to be happy change to be happy and do something you like, but, like, th this episode is, like, 
Also, don't don't follow magazine trends, like at all. Like they're like, it's just, I can't like, uh, yeah, I can't deal with this. It's so contradictory. Like if Blythe had kept something from her new room, like the the like mask kind of blankets. Those look good. Those kind of fit with your old room. Maybe maybe in a different color, like, you know, pink on red, red on pink, rather. Not pink on red. Red on pink, or even white on pink, would look good. It's just... Uh, that, that That's just it. Like, the visuals are like Blythe doing, like, a bunch of... DIY stuff and it all is fine like Blythe is a go-getter like I don't know like it's just like it's so this episode is really contradictory and this song is at the heart of it and that's that's all I can say about it. So the next song is uh, If I Could Talk to the Humans from Pet Sounds. If we could talk to our owners, we get to tell all the things they're doing wrong or not so well. We're about to use the salt instead of sugar. talk to the humans if they could hear the words we're using just think how much we rap about all day so this is a power ballad it's a pretty good power ballad it's very very well crafted and the subject matter is fun and interesting and it's like I need you to understand me like a lot of power ballads but they mean it literally in this instance it's like hey what if all humans could understand us then there wouldn't be as many problems or you know these problems a whole new set of problems might arise, but you can talk now, so at least you can talk out your problems this way instead of trying to infer things or make weird devices. And, <laughs> like, the, like, footage for it, like, it goes over, like, some of the stuff that they would do but, like, they also have, like, Cheap Cheap at the beginning singing in the rain. And, like, at the end they're on a stage hand in hand. You know, <laughs> like, like it's We Are the World or something. Like, we're united in this cause. And, like, it's just, like, we need you to understand... <laughs> It's very fun and very interesting. And um, I I guess that's all I have to say about this song. So the next song is Biscuit Family Business from A Night at the Paza. Release your inner villainy, release your inner ignominy. If you don't know what that means, then ask a friend. What does he mean? Can't he talk to me? We make choices for expedience. Forget if it's six or buttons. If convenience is convenient, that's the price. I mean, when you're in business, 
the biscuit family business. You do not let your conscience make you nice. But we're so nice. Maybe too nice. We want to be in the business. The biscuit family business. We want to do whatever we must do. If you couldn't tell, that's a straight up villain song. It is so good though. It is such a good powerful power hungry villain song it has teeth and it will rip you to shreds heroes or at least attempt to <laughs> like one thing i really like about the song is like the instrumentation like it does a good job at like projecting an air of fear or villainy but it's lower when Fisher is singing but it's higher when the twins are singing and I like that a lot I like how the music balances out with the characters and how they represent each character well because like Fisher is like a stone-cold businessman, businessman. While the twins are these, like, valley girl trying to be hip, pushing people down. They're two different types of evil, but they're together on a united front against something, and that is what makes this song probably the best villain song in the entire show. Like, there were villain songs in the past, but that's just, like, the twins. This is, like, a united front of villains. It's great and strong and powerful. And it projects all of this. It's very fun. And the visuals are, like, similarly dark even when it's light like the like there's a dark there's a lot of dark rooms and like you know even when they're in the well lit uh you know what i'm just gonna say it the largest ever pet shop is lit like how walmart is lit it's bright but it feels very unnatural. Like, I don't know. Like, even if you, like, turn on a light in a room in your house, like, it still feels more natural than the lights at Walmart. Walmart feels like its own thing. And I guess this is supposed to be, like, a parody of, like, stores like Walmart. But, uh... <laughs> Like, there's even, like, a point in the song where it goes, like, colored outlines on black. And then there's, like, a puppet thing at the end. And it's just, oh, it's so rich with villainy. It's so rich with villainy. I love it. All right. So the next song. Uh, this is another song that I could have passed over, but... You'll see why I'm not as soon as you hear it. Uh, it's You're the One from Proud as a Peacock. So the reason I kept this is because it's just funny. It's, an, again, it, it's an 80s movie montage song. But, like, I think 
hanging by a thread is better. This is just funny because it's very direct. It, it's like when uh, in Elf, when Buddy like sings about singing and he's like, I'm in a store and I'm singing and stuff like that. It feels like that. It just, it's a good joke and I love it. It's fun. All right, so the next song is A Skunk is a Skunk from Sue Syndrome. So this is another sad-ish country song that sounds good. I mean, I like My Biggest Secret better, but this is a fine song. Like, I think I like it better because it deals with, like, a subject matter we've been getting to know as an audience, like, throughout the series, whereas this is, like, just a thing for an episode. And as good as that is, it, uh, you know, it kind of, it loses points because of the direct comparison that, like, it has. Like, the, the instrumentation might be a bit different. And, like, this is leaning more towards country. But it has a very direct comparison. And unlike last time in you're the one this isn't like a joke this is a proper song and like the visuals for this like it's just pepper and mitzi on a stage just kind of like you know pouring their hearts out and their scents out it's just it is what it is it's a good song but there's a better song in the season that does what it does but better all right so we're down to the last uh, two songs for uh like the season proper and then we have the three shorts afterwards so let's get a crackalackin with breathless from part one of it's the pet fest seriously i can't not do it Let's go! So, I have said before that this is my favorite song from the entirety of the show. And I think it's for good reason, even if I can't quite sample the track well enough to encapsulate it. Because, like, the thing is, there's no clean version of this. There's always, like, voice clips and stuff, like in it there's no good clean just like song of this song but i will tell you like 
I just generally like this style of music a whole lot. And it just feels so intense. And it's not like intense, intense, but like it gets you riled up. It gets you ready. It's like, yeah, we can do it. And I love it. I just love it. It's such a good song. It just like, it's like talking about practicing and like going to do something. It's just, I really like this song. I don't, I'm, uh, I might be bad at explaining why I really, really like something. <laughs> Cause I just really like it. I don't know what else to say. It's like, okay, let's 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 break it down. Let's break it down. See what we can do. I like the style. I like the lyrics a lot. Like the lyrics itself, like they they feel like they could be written for a band that does this style of music, and not not just for this show. It it feels. Like, general enough where it can be real. And I like that. It it feels well written. It just, like, it gets you into it. It, like, sinks your claws in right away. And it just, like, makes you feel, like, energized. Like, you should just do it. Like, I am breathless... Because I've never felt so alive. And this song makes me feel so alive and breathless. And it's just... Uh, it's it's great. Like, the visuals are them getting ready for Pet Fest in various different ways. Like, getting sponsors, making merch, uh, you know, getting the equipment, putting up posters, all of that stuff. It's It's really great. But I really just feel the song is strong on its own. And that's why I think it's like my favorite song in the entire show. I think. There, it's, there might be contention with one of the shorts. But honestly, like listening to it again for this is just so good. It's just so good, and I just love it. All right, so the next one is the last one from the show proper for this season, and it is Pets and Humans from Part 2 of It's the Pet Fest. Okay, so there is a lot to this song. So again, let's break it down. Let's start with the middle bit, which is the bit you heard first, actually, because I could not find a good way to cut around it without it being over a minute. So that's the best I can do. So uh, the middle bit is more techno-y than the like two soul patches bits that like sandwiches it like they still have the same beat the same melody but like this feels more techno-y and the like two soul patches bits like they feel again like breathless but i still say breathless is better 
because while the first verse is still a bit general, the second verse feels a little specific to the show, and that kind of takes me out of it. Because, like, okay, yeah, that's that's what I mean when I say, like, not specific to the show and I like it. Because, like, the Soul Patches are a band in-universe, and it feels like that song was specifically written for the purposes of the show instead of just being a song that they would do. And the first part of the song feels like that. It, it's more general. It talks about your pet, like you're supposed to relate to the person in the song, which you do. But then in the second verse, they talk about their specific pets. And it loses its generality for like a focus on these are the pets of the soul patches. And I don't think that's the best way to write a song. Like, I don't know. It, it just feels too specific for me, but still like the way the two styles come together at the end is really, really great. Really like meshes the two well. And it's expertly crafted because, like, like you, you had to do that at some point. And, like, the visuals is just, like, them performing, both the pets and the humans. And then also about, like, pet and human interactions. And, like, it's all good. But my favorite moment will always just be... Roger coming out Gangnam style and that that never gets old because it is it's just hilarious I just I just find it hilarious okay it's but that's uh that's gonna do it for the show proper but we still have a uh, three more to go so let's start with so like board we could ski down our mountain we could tour downtown city what are these people doing here we could buy lots of things that we think that we think are real pretty we could go to the dock ignore So this is a full techno-y song. And I think it's a pretty fun song that showcases what the biscuits are like. Like they could do anything, but they they just aren't interested. They just like are so frustrated with themselves. And like they can do anything, so what's the point of doing anything? Because they'll just be bored, because they're bored with everything. They're bored with robots. They're bored with sentient slime they somehow created. And they're just, like, bored. <laughs> and, like, the visuals of this are, like, really fun. It just, like, goes through all the stuff that they say, but they're just, like, really bored the entire time. And it's just really amazing and a fun showcase of what the Biscuits are like. Like, the only part I don't like about the song is the chipmunk vocals that they gave uh, Cashmere and Velvet. Other than that, I think it's a fine song. Like, it's not, like, one of my favorite songs from the show by any stretch of the imagination, but it's still, like, a fun concept and, like, a really well executed one at that. So now we have a uh, OMG. Oh. 
station. Which is where he wants us to be. But his relaxing was making us jumpy. And it just doesn't work for me. Dancing in the club. So this song feels uh, 80s techno or 80s new wave maybe. I don't know. The first band that jumped into my mind was like Talking Heads or Devo. Something like that. That's what it feels like to me. Like it just has that kind of late 70s 80s kind of like you know it's still basic ish but it's a new basic I guess it just feels like like they're taking elements from like pure rock and like turning them on their heads they're talking heads if you will and uh, it just, like, you know, creates this new sound. Uh, as for the song itself, it's a pretty fun song about how, like, active people are versus, like, relaxed people. But, I mean, the joke at the end is that they fall asleep because they do so much. So even they have to relax, but, like... Like, they can't purposefully relax. They have to be, like, doing something. And I don't think the short exactly takes away from that. But, you know, it's still fun. And, like, hey, meditation might not be for everyone. It's just, you know, some people prefer to do all of this, like, fun stuff. And... You know, they got to be active. And, like, the visuals for, uh, like, the, the the weirdest one is actually when they're in the, like, ohm statement and, like, you know, talking about it. Because there's just a, it's black with a bunch of candles and that's ominous as hack. But, like, when they're, like, doing stuff, it's just them doing stuff around the pet shop or, you know, in their imagination. And it's all fun. It's all really fun. Uh, yeah, I guess there's really not that much to say. It's just a good, fun song about how some people are active. And last, but very certainly not least, we have What's Next. just a sweet sweet song and I just love it it's just so delightfully wholesome it's just like Blythe planning her future or at least making a list of things she would like to do in the future but it's just so touching because like she wants to do all of this cool amazing uh things like Blythe how do you plan like you're running out of time <laughs> fight every night like you're running out of time every day you fight like you're running out of time are you running out of time are you running out of time I will stop <laughs> I will stop I just I got into the beat on that 
but like it's so good like this was like the song that might have had contention with breathless and while i will say this is up there breathless is still like the best one in my opinion but i really just like this it's i don't i don't know what else to say it's just so peaceful and tranquil about like the future which like to someone like me is big and frightening and scary it's just relaxing because like hey there's just so much i could do it i can do it that's that's the song and i can do it because i'm blithe and it's ah uh, I just it makes me feel safe and comfortable and I love the fact that Blythe like wants to take her friends everywhere because it's so good it gets me right in my heart okay um I, I guess that will do it for this bonus episode of the littlest pet cast be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when it is hit with some mood whiplash. And be sure to tune in for the final bonus episode of Season 3, which is our usual recap. I will see you then.